Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host for Nick's Nerd. Well, hey there, folks. It's it's that time of the week. It's it's time for Nick's Nerd News. I'm your host, Nick. Welcome to the show. A lot of stuff going on. We're going to start with TV and movies first, just because video games are going to take up a bulk of the show, and let's get right into it, because we don't want to waste any time today. That That's for damn sure. So, good news for Lucifer fans, like myself, obviously, and I'm sure there's some of you guys out there as well. Of the show, obviously, I'm not a devil worshiper or anything like that. But uh, Lucifer is getting a fifth and final season over at Netflix. That means enough people enjoyed season four and, and watched it that Netflix wanted to keep it around for a, for another episode. And it's going to get to end on their own terms. It's always good when a show gets to do that. Not a lot of shows get that chance. I did start watching season four on Netflix. It's very good. Stays true to the series. Not much has changed. Uh, granted, they could probably get away with a little bit more now that it's on Netflix as opposed to basic basic local TV on, on Fox and things like this. It's been interesting, that that's for sure, but I, I do like it. It's got a bit of a campy vibe. Uh, sticking with DC properties since Lucifer's a Vertigo comic, and uh, Swamp Thing has unfortunately been canceled over at the DC Universe streaming app. After only airing two episodes, it, it will get to finish airing its first season, though, so so no worries there. It's getting stellar reviews, but it seems that they're going to have to actually cancel the show because they were getting a nice tax break from the state of North Carolina where they were filming. It seems that the state had money that it gives to, to studios and things like this for filming tax breaks, and uh, due to an accounting error, they will not be able to give the show any money for season two, so DC decided to pull it, which... Uh, another little nugget inside of that, apparently, uh, ever since Warner Brothers was purchased by AT&T, there's been a lot of uh, revalu- evaluations going on, and apparently DC Universe might not live to see another year, which is pretty unfortunate. Uh, it's a It provides a service with comic, not just comics alone, but just allowing for shows like that to be around. It'd be really shitty if DC Universe got cancelled. I mean, granted, I'm sure they would just move stuff over to them having their own their own streaming service or things like this, but the the comics aspect and all the other things that go with it. Anyway, uh, the Russo brothers, hard at work in their post-Marvel life, are now going to be adapting Magic the Gathering for an animated show on Netflix. So that that's going to be cool if you guys are Magic fans. I'm sure they'll figure out a nice way to do it. Hopefully it's not just a, a Yu-Gi-Oh clone. Uh, Jurassic World is also getting an animated series from... DreamWorks, and that's also going to be on Netflix. It's about some kids at a camp in Jurassic World during the events of the first movie, and I'm sure chaos ensues from from there. Uh, Nickelodeon has announced a 13-episode SpongeBob prequel series about when SpongeBob is 10. That's I don't know why that is a thing. That's really odd. That's the last thing I expected, honestly. I'm I'm kind of surprised by that. I I don't know. I don't understand what the thought process was behind that, and I, I hope it doesn't ruin SpongeBob for a lot of people. But who knows? Uh, we also got our first look at the Loki show. It was just a still of Loki in what looks like 1970s New York, so we are going to be getting a, a time travel shenanigans show. I mean, I that's it. I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. But obviously he's going to use the Tesseract in some way, or 
I mean, Loki's been around for a very long time, so maybe they'll just show him being mischievous among humans. The Good Place will end on NBC with season four. Uh, Deadly Class was canceled at Sci-Fi, which another Russo Bros show, but I'm sh- that show looked very expensive produ- to produce based off just the advertisements I saw for it and things like that. So I'm, I'm kind of not surprised. Sci-Fi doesn't get the viewer numbers that, that some other channels might get. And uh, this is some interesting tidbit for Arrow Season 8, but the character Connor Hawk, which is the adopted son of John Diggle, has been promoted to series regular for Season 8. But what's weird is that he's a character in the future timeline, so I wonder how that's going to play in. And maybe it is setting up a, a future version of Arrow, like Arrow 2049 or Star City, whatever they want to call it. Be interesting to, to do that. I, a lot of people like the characters in those future flash-forwards. I, I liked it. A bit bit of a different dynamic, that's for sure, but interesting. Uh, that's it for TV. Real quick stuff. I mean, it's like I said, it's summertime, so we don't get a whole lot of news uh, in terms of movies, but we did get some, uh, uh, or TV, but we did get some, some, some movie news. Uh, Harrison Ford confirmed that Indiana Jones will start filming next year. Uh, a lot of people had said it was this year, and then there was some mass confusion, but it is still set for a 2021 release date, so, so next year makes sense. Hopefully it will be the last Indiana Jones movie. Dragon Ball Super is getting another movie, which is currently in the works, so if you're a big fan of Dragon Ball Super, you have another chance to watch an awesome movie. I know Brawley, the Brawley movie was great. Uh, Wonder Woman 84 released a, a movie poster. It looks really cool. She's got this new golden armor, and it's got all these fancy colors. Uh, and, and on top of that, though, unfortunately, Warner Brothers will not be at Comic-Con this year. Um, so that's why they released the trailer, or not the trailer, the, the poster, excuse me. But uh, with the sad news, like, they won't be in Hall H, which was always one of the biggest panels at, at Comic-Con. And it's unfortunate they're, they're losing that, because it's like, that's what going to Comic-Con was about. Going to see Warner Brothers, what movies they had in store, especially their comic book movies. Hopefully they'll be back next year, though. Uh, so if you're going to Comic-Con, hopefully that's not a disappointment, but at the same time it gives you time to go see uh, some other things that maybe waiting in line for a Hall H panel might have kept you from. The Uncharted movie now has a release date. Uh, they've yet to cast Sully, however. Uh, Tom Holland is still starring, and it will release December 18th, 2020, so next December. So we're a year and a half out, essentially, from that movie. Black Adam has possibly found its director in... Jume Colette-Serra, I, I think that's how you say his name. Uh, the Rock, I guess, really liked working for him on Jungle Cruise, which just wrapped filming. And uh, New Line is is really ready to get Black Adam started, especially after the success of Shazam. So they want to get that ball rolling as soon as possible. And hopefully that will start filming soon so The Rock doesn't get caught up in, in some other thing because I think he makes like 100 movies a year, it seems like, on top of like 400 TV shows. So I, I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen. We also got casting news for Fast 9, which I don't think The Rock will be a part of. Uh, but John Cena will be essentially taking his place. No word on who he's playing or how he's related. Got some more news on the Ghostbusters movie that's coming next year. Sigourney Weaver kind of let out a tidbit saying that she's going to be joined by, by the guys mentioning like Dan and Bill, but not necessarily Ernie Hudson, which is kind of odd. Hopefully they can get everyone to come back for it, as it is uh, technically a sequel to Ghostbusters 2. I'm sure it will just be cameos, though, as they want to focus on a new cast and things like that. 
Jason Bloom tweeted out a picture uh, that he was having discussions with Jamie Lee Curtis, possibly on something new in the Halloween franchise. I wonder if it'd be a sequel to last year's Halloween or something else. Tom Holland was giving an interview somewhere and leaked that the Eternals, or um, Elementals, I guess they're called, are from another dimension and came through a rift that happened after the snap. But you can't take what Tom Holland says for factuality because they know he leaks way too much and he has very loose lips so i don't know if that's fake stuff they told him or the truth but i'm, I'm i mean they already hinted at m the multiverse with mysterio allegedly being from another dimension but we will obviously know more in a couple weeks when far from home releases benedict wong ben benedict wong excuse me uh says that uh he was being interviewed somewhere and said that Doc Strange, uh, Doctor Strange 2 is supposed to start filming early next year. So that movie is still happening. Uh, Robert Pattinson is being confirmed to play uh, a Bruce Wayne in his 30s for the Batman. Uh, not so much his first outing, but not so much as a, a secure, more grizzled Dark Knight of Gotham City. Quentin Tarantino is also developing a Django Zorro crossover, just like the comics. And uh, Django's already based off a, either a book or comic character. I'm, I'm not entirely rem remembering all the facts around that movie, just that I loved it. Zorro's cool too. So, And then uh, Toy Story 4, which is out in two weeks, announced a, a cameo of... A cast of cameos, I should say. And they're all old school comedians. Carol Burnett, Mel Brooks, Betty White, and Carl Reiner will all be in the film in some capacity. Bryce Dallas Howard was being interviewed by MTV at the premiere for something. And they asked her about, oh, are you going to be excited to work with the OG cast of of, uh, of Jurassic Park? And she's like, well, I don't know if anything's been confirmed or blah, blah, blah. But it seems like we're probably getting Sam Neill, uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum, and Anna Laura Dern back for Jurassic World 3. Who knows? Uh, no release date on that. I don't know if they've said anything about when that starts filming. And uh, Colin Trevorrow is back to direct. I, for one, can't wait. I'm a, I'm a big Jurassic Park fan. Finally reading the book for the first time. I personally liked Fallen Kingdom. I know it wasn't the smash hit everyone wanted. It still made like a billion dollars, so no worry there. Uh, Chris Hemsworth was being interviewed for Men in Black International. Uh, said he would definitely come back to be Thor again. He loves the character, whether that be Thor 4, Guardians 3, or an Asgardians of the Galaxy movie. So, I don't know. Don't know what's going on with that. Uh, Keanu Reeves is rumored to be in the Marvel's Eternals movie with Angelina Jolie, things like that. No other word on casting or movie's not even confirmed yet. So, I don't know. And then finally, some DC Extended Universe news. Uh, Idris Elba is rumored to be playing Bronze Tiger in the next Suicide's, Suicide Squad movie. And there's a rumor that the Supergirl movie is supposed to start filming early next year. So that, that's a thing as well. But that's it for, for movies and TV. Like I said, I just wanted to blow through that. I, I know I didn't spend a whole lot of time talking about that stuff just because it, it's just, um, it, it, it's, it's E3 week and I do want to talk about that and that's going to be a, a bulk of my time this week. So uh, we did have some, we did have some news that came out of the video game world, obviously before E3. Uh, there was a Pokemon Direct where we got a lot of news on the new Pokemon games, and uh, we got the announcement of several new Pokemon coming to the game, including the Legendaries, which look really cool. They're like wolves. 
Uh, one is called Zacian or Zacian. I, I don't know. And looks like uh, he's got like a sword in his mouth. So obviously the sword legendary. And then the shield legendary, who I think is even cooler. His name is Zamazenta. It's kind of weird. But he's got this growth off his body that like turns into a shield. It looks really cool. So obviously he's the shield legendary. Uh, they showed off some gems. Uh, it's going to be open world to a degree. Uh, there's something called Dynamax powering where your Pokemon like grow like giant. Um, and that, that will be part of like raid battles and things like this. So you can team up with friends or AI to catch certain Pokemon that are only available in those raid battles. There's going to be new abilities. There's going to be um, like 2v2 battles in the wild. So a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff going on. I'm sure more will be announced though in the forthcoming weeks as this game does come out in November. November 15th of this year on Switch. Shenmue 3 has been delayed yet again, uh, this time from August to November. A lot of games coming out in November, and, and you'll see that when we get to the E3 news, but November's going to be a busy month once again. And then uh, Telltale's Minecraft Story Mode is being removed pretty much from every store, and uh, that's going to happen on June 25th, Season 1 and 2, so go download it now if you haven't already, if you do own them. And the weird thing is it will still be on Netflix, though. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's really shitty, what's going on with all those Telltale games. Uh, the CEO of Sony was talking to CNET, and he said that Sony will never walk away from narrative-based games. So you can be happy about that. Not too many games that are going to go multiplayer-focused. And, and we'll, we'll get to that in a minute, too, with E3. And, and I'll tell you that not everyone is going to walk away from them just yet either. Uh, a new Darksiders was announced called Darksiders Genesis. Looks like a Diablo-esque clone. It's a, a top-down game. It's going to be about uh, a, a new horseman of the apocalypse, as every game is focused on on one of the ho four horsemen of the horse people of the apocalypse, you know, because Fury last year was a girl. Baldur's Gate 3 was announced, and it will release next year on Stadia and PC. Ukulele uh, is getting a sequel. Those are a lot of the former ra uh, Rare developers. It's a platformer. Destroy All Humans is getting a remake as well. Complete and total remake of the first game. And then two minor things. Uh, two more big, And then two more big things before we get into E3. But StarCraft was uh, going to have an FPS again. According to some, some leaks and according to Kotaku. But uh, it was canceled in favor of Diablo 4 and a potential Overwatch 2. So I'm calling this news uh, the cancellation of StarCraft Ghost yet again. If you guys know your, your video game development history, StarCraft Ghost was going to be a StarCraft FPS for the GameCube some 15 or so years ago. I think more than that, actually. Shit. Crazy. Otherwise, let's get to some big stuff. Uh, Google had a press conference and released a whole bunch of news about Stadia. It will release this year. It's called, uh, it will first come with the Founders Edition bundle, and it will release for $130 in November. Uh, it also has a base subscription, which is about $10 a month. And if you want to start playing this year, you do have to get the Founders Edition. It won't open up further until next year. Uh, you can't really subscribe to the Stadia Pro subscription until next year either. And essentially what's going to happen is uh, I need a minimum 10 megabits per second, uh, which will allow 720p, 60 frames per second, stereo sound. Uh, if you have at least 20 megabits, 
megs. Uh, you can get 1080p HDR video, 60 FPS, 5.1 surround. And if you have at least 35 megs, you can get 4K HDR, 60 frames per second, 5.1 surround sound as well for streaming. And some awesome games are coming. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3, like I said, Ghost Recon Breakout. Other games include Guilt uh, from Tequila Works. Uh, Division 2, a lot of Ubisoft games. A lot of Ubisoft games announced at E3 will be on Stadia as well. So that Stadia Pro subscription, I said, is 10 bucks a month, uh, 4K resolution, 60 frames per second. It won't include all the games because you'll actually have to buy those still. Uh, the controller itself is 70 bucks standalone. Uh, that Founders Edition will actually get you three months free. So that carries over to the next year, which I guess makes sense. Yeah, so I said $130. It comes with a Chromecast Ultra, the controller, Destiny 2, along with the new expansion, and three-month subscription, like I said, and a three-month buddy pass so if you want to share with a friend. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey will be coming, Doom, Doom Eternal, the Tomb Raider Trilogy, Final Fantasy XV, uh, Darksiders Genesis, Metro Exodus, a whole lot of other games, and it will be one user per Stadia account tied to your Google ID. You can have a guest account for split-screen, and family sharing will be coming in the future. Uh, also at launch, if you are a Stadia user, you'll be able to play Stadia exclusively on Pixel 3 and 3A devices. And when you create your account, if you buy a game on Android M Plus or iOS 11 devices that have the Stadia app, you'll be able to, to do a whole lot. A lot of games too. Rage 2, Borderlands 3, NBA 2K, Mortal Kombat 11... Uh, like I said, a lot of, of Ubisoft games, so it's interesting what's coming to Stadia. That that's for damn sure. So look for that later in the year if you're not if you're just looking for like a streaming thing and not necessarily like a big normal home console. And then uh, final bit of big news that came out before E3, but that was all the news regarding Destiny 2. So there was a live stream and the de developers at Bungie had just dropped a megaton of news in regards to Destiny 2. Uh, they're essentially dropping the shared world shooter and officially going on with the MMO I idea. The game is supposed to have a single evolving world, and uh, th this is pretty much confirming that Destiny 3 probably isn't going to happen, but here's the news. So on September 17th, uh, the next expansion for Destiny 2 is coming out called Shadow Keep. It's going to be set on the moon and features the return of Eris Morn from the first Destiny, that three-eyed, like, wizard lady uh, all around the hive and really important when uh, the Taken King came out. Uh, it's completely standalone, so you won't need Forsaken or any of the parts of the game to, to play it. Uh, it said They said this will be the same with all future seasons, so if you ever want to jump in later... Uh, big changes are also coming. It's going to get cross-save across PC, Xbox, and Google Stadia since it's coming there. Uh, it was added to PS4. Uh, it's added at the last minute, I guess. And then it is leaving Battle.net, and it will going, be going to Steam. So so finally going to be on Steam, so you don't have to be a part of that Activision Battle.net uh, walled garden, essentially, if you want to call it that. Uh, no more exclusive content, so no longer is there going to be stuff on PS4 that won't be on Xbox. So everything is going to be going to everywhere. Uh, base version of Destiny 2, along with all year one content that came out before, is now going to be free to play and will be called Destiny 2 New Light, if you want to play that. And then if you want to get everything that came out before, it's going to be 40 bucks. So Forsaken, uh, Curse of Osiris, Warmind, all that stuff. And 
I don't know when it will be going free to play just yet, but a lot of that stuff, if you want to get it now, is available. So Destiny 2 is is making enormous changes, enormous changes, and it it's probably for the better. And we'll just the only thing that's missing is crossplay. It's the only thing we need next. So with that, we now get to E3. And before I break down pretty much everything, uh, I do just want to give my my thoughts on my thoughts on on the different conferences. And if if I had to say this, we'll we'll start with with EA. Um, granted, it's not really an official press conference. It takes place before uh, it takes place before E3 officially starts. Well, E3 technically starts Monday, and I'm going to be recording this over the course of the week just so we can talk about everything. Uh, E3 technically kicks off on Sunday with Microsoft and Bethesda, but EA has their own thing called EA Play, and it's a couple miles away in a different part of the city, and uh, they're kind of anti-E3 lately. Um, but they had some some interesting things to show off. Obviously, the biggest thing was going to be Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, they announced some things regarding Battlefield and Madden and things like this. Uh, granted, their show was a little better than than some of the other ones this week, and I, I'm I'm excited to see what EA does. I, I'm not a big sports game purchaser any longer, like I used to be, but I, I'm I'm a huge Star Wars fan, so I'm I'm excited to see what happens in the future. Uh, granted, EA Play was a little better than last year. A little bit more well-organized, lo- more low-key. Overall, not bad, not great. Uh, didn't keep my interest as, as a lot of things they announced just weren't necessarily for me, I would say. I know a lot of other people might be excited, things like that. I, I don't want to knock what they might have thought of, of it, but definitely uh, just left me wanting more in terms of certain things. We'll, we'll break down everything after this. Uh, next was Microsoft and... You know, I made a lot of predictions last week, uh, not a lot, but a few, and I, I think I might have set my expectations a little high. Granted, this uh, this show was was kind of it's in a weird place. It was it was okay. Uh, it wasn't great. It wasn't bad. It wasn't terrible. Things like that. It was just it was just okay. A lot of lot of announcements out of them more than anything. Granted, a lot of third party would probably go to them because Sony wasn't at isn't at E3 this year, I should say, and. The one thing I will say is it's an odd year for them because what is now known as Project Scarlet, tentative name obviously, is releasing next year. So I'm sure they just wanted to, to tone it down a tiny bit in, in terms of, of things like this. They didn't want to get ahead of themselves. They want to probably drop the hammer, the gauntlet, whatever you want to call it, next year when they can really go head-to-head with Sony. And it's going to be a battle of the next gen essentially next year at E3, so this year being a little tame makes sense. Granted, they could have done anything as long as it was not a terrible showing because they could just take advantage of the vacuum left by Sony not being there. That being said, there were some really cool announcements. Uh, Keanu Reeves, for one, we'll we'll talk about that, and some other cool trailers and and things like that, but overall, it was just okay. It wasn't wasn't as good as last year's or the year before where they've, they've started to finally see the error of their ways that started with, with 2013 with the announcement of the, the Xbox One. Granted, that was back when Don Matrick was still in charge. Uh, Phil Spencer has done a great job of, of, of turning the ship around, if you will, and they're kind of focusing now on, on the next generation because they know they've, they've just kind of not done well uh, this current generation. And not doing well is kind of undercutting the fact that they just got beat. 
after that was Bethesda. Theirs was cool. I liked some of the trailers they were showing off. Some say they had some new games that that piqued my interest. Uh, also, some things that are coming out this year that I'm excited for. Uh, finally, got some good looks at Doom and the next Wolfenstein and and or Wolfenstein, depending on on how you might say it. And uh, not too long. Uh, also, some some new stuff regarding Fallout 76, which is not dying just yet. But ov- overall, it was it was okay. Not again like Microsoft. It was not terrible, not great, just okay. Ubisoft was after Bethesda. They were today. Today's Monday, so they they had a really good show. Actually, a lot of different things were announced, and not a whole lot of new stuff, but a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, a new game that's being made by the AC Odyssey team, uh, Watch Dogs Legion got a full reveal. Uh, some other things regarding Rainbow Six, a new game called Roller Champions. Ubisoft always has just like a fun time going on on their stage. Hell, they're they're releasing games for the Wii still, and and, and we've moved on from the Wii quite a while ago. And and it's it's always a delight to see Yves Guimont, uh, the the CEO of Ubisoft, there because he genuinely cares. He's he's uh like Todd Howard at Bethesda. They both just genuinely care about gaming and gamers and and the community and things like that. And it's it's always good to see them on stage and just seeing how happy they are to announce their stuff that's coming. Uh, just like Phil Spencer, you know, at Microsoft. I, I just, at, out of all the companies, just everyone at Sony always came off as just, like, stiff to me. And to, to Sean Layden's credit, who's the, the head of Sony Entertainment America, he has warmed up a lot in the last few years. And, you know, Sony's show always had guys in suits and just stiff and, and things like this, and... I want to say last year, either at the Game Awards or somewhere, Sean had finally like seemed a bit more relaxed, wasn't so stuffy, things like this. And and I will give them credit in that, and that he's opened up and warmed up a lot more than he used to. And it, it's good to see that. But other than that, everyone else is just always fun. EA was a little too businesslike last year, and, that, and that's why I did like this year. It was a little more more casual as well. Um Microsoft's always been the most casual most of the time I should say it's it's it depends on who's talking and who was in charge at the time obviously but you know you always look for Phil Spencer's shirt see what he's wearing and hinting at and but and then Square Enix was next uh so that was Monday night and it's just the Final Fantasy show at this point Square Enix should just change their name to the Final Fantasy Studio because I feel like that's the only friggin' game they make yeah, I know they announced a whole lot of other games, but their show was kind of weird. It was pretty much just like a Nintendo Direct, but but live with with them there and just a lot more videos. And granted, they're all like that where it's just all all clips and things like this, but theirs was way more like Nintendo Directy. A lot better than last year's though, because last year's was horrendous. Was horrendous. This year's was a lot better. Interesting games shown off. A lot of old stuff being shown off that's finally coming west, though. So that's that's good. A lot of people get to play games they never got to officially play here in the States. Uh, unless you had, like, a VPN or something where you could get region-free gaming. So it's nice to see that. But other than that, I, I don't know. Uh, honestly, I, I don't know what, what, their, what their, their plans are in the future. Because eventually... 
eventually people are going to get tired of Final Fantasy. But granted, we got news regarding Final Fantasy VII Remake and some other things, but I, I, just, I don't know. I was just kind of bored watching their press conference, or direct, whatever you want to call it. And of course, now we're on to Nintendo, the last of the week. And Nintendo dropped, dropped some real bombs on us, actually. And if anything... It was the end of the show that just knocked it out of the park for them. With the announcement of a Breath of the Wild sequel is currently in development for the Switch. Which is insane to think of, considering that was one of the best games released in the last few years. Banjo-Kazooie, surprisingly, is heading to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. And uh, obviously on on loan, not really on loan, but Microsoft gave the A-OK to let Banjo-Kazooie be in Super Smash. Also, a dragon, uh, the, the main character from Dragon Quest is heading to Smash Bros. Uh, the new Animal Crossing was unfortunately, unfortunately delayed till next year. The Switch remake of Link's Awakening will, have, uh, will release this year in September. And uh, some kind of custom dungeon building. So it's a remake of a Game Boy game in Switch, so it looks awesome. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 is a thing and is releasing. Uh, a couple other new games were announced. Uh, new more, no More Heroes 3 is in development, will come next year. Uh, you'll be able to use that Pokeball Plus controller that uh, you might have gotten for, um, I think, Let's Go Eevee and stuff will work in Sword and Shield. Uh, some other third-party games were announced. Uh, Trials of Mana, which is remake or a sequel to a game that was never released in the U.S. Uh, Dragon Quest Eleven Definitive Edition will come to Switch in September. Witcher 3 is coming to Switch. Resident Evil 5 and 6 are coming to Switch. Uh, some new Contra game that looks kind of odd is, is also coming to Switch in September. Or, uh, not September. Oh yeah, no, September, sorry, excuse me. So, September is going to be Switch month. A Dark Crystal Tactics RPG to tie in with the new Netflix show. And a lot of whole other games were announced and coming. Uh, Minecraft Dungeons is going to be going to Switch. The Spire of the Dragon trilogy. Alien Isolation. Super Lucky's Tale. Mario and Sonic at the Tokyo Olympics. And then uh, to not kind of end with with the announcement of a new Legend of Zelda, but also a new Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest Twelve, if I'm not mistaken, is currently in development and will be released sometime in the future. So Nintendo just coming in and, and laying everything to waste. And if I had to rank them, if I had to rank the press conferences in terms of what I thought was best, I would definitely put Nintendo at the top, and then Microsoft, Bethesda, Ubisoft, and Square Enix, and you could probably throw EA at the top for me just because of the Star Wars reveal. But, so, as you can see, I kind of jumped the gun there and and talked about what Nintendo announced. So with that, let's kind of go into the rest of the press conferences, and and we'll kind of double back here. So, obviously, like I said, EA announced uh, just a couple things. A new legend is coming to Apex. Uh, new features for FIFA 20 and Madden 20, possibly some NCAA stuff. Uh, their biggest thing, though, was that they showed off about 15 minutes of gameplay of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. And I cannot fucking wait for this game because it looks amazing. Uh, they said there's going to be no load times. The thing I like about it, though, is it's getting it, it gives me a lot of callbacks to The Force Awakens. Or not The Force Awakens, The Force Unleashed. There's a lot of cool moves in there that, that I'm, I'm digging and I can't wait to pull off. 
There's a lot of awesome force powers that you can use. And then what I'm shocked, what, what I was shocked to have seen was that there's some force powers that look to be taken straight out of the Force Awakens from uh, from what uh, Kylo Ren was able to do, where he could almost like slow down time and uh, kind of keep a, a blaster bolt in 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 um, in the air, kind of things. So that that was something that was really really cool that I I really like to see. I still can't believe it's not going to have load times, but that's the only thing I'm questioning right now. But props to to respawn if they pulled that off. The other cool thing, like I said, I mentioned Saw Gerrera was shown off in a trailer. So that way we can actually get an idea of when this game really takes place. So he's still the um, Forrest Whitaker version, but he's not as old as the one we see in Rogue One. Uh, and he seems to be around the same age or, or body type, at least from when we saw him in Rebels. So I'm guessing it's somewhere in the the 10-year range of of uh, uh, in 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 the 19-year gap between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. Uh, so following EA on Saturday, Microsoft had their press conference midday Sunday. They had they they did about 60 games, uh, showed off 60 games, 14 first-party games. Um, and considering what I had, so what I had predicted was. That the George R. Mar- R. 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 Martin game that he was making with From Software was going to be based on Game of Thrones was wrong. Uh, the next Xbox might be customizable. Jury's still out on that. Uh, Forza would skip a year. That came out to be true. Uh, a new Switch would be announced was totally wrong. And that Microsoft would buy another studio. That turned out to be true because they actually had uh, announced the, pur- the purchase of Double Fine, the maker of Psychonauts and, and a lot of uh, uh, Tim Schafer. His games, he, he used to work at Lucasfilm back in the day. Uh, LucasArts, excuse me. But Microsoft announced, officially announced Project Scarlet, their next console, will will release in 2020, holiday 2020. Uh, allegedly four times more powerful than the X. Uh, will have the ability to do 8K ray tracing, uh, 60 frames per second standard, and also apparently the ability to go up to 120 frames per second. However, most TVs don't have that ability, and probably only brand new, very expensive TVs will have that capability next fall. Uh, We got a new trailer for Halo Infinite. Uh, It will be a launch title for the Scarlet, the first Halo to launch with an Xbox console since the original in 2001. Uh, The trailer showed off the new engine and what Chief will look like. Uh, Left me wanting more, that's for damn sure. It it didn't really hint at much. I do like the new look for Chief. Uh, the, The new engine makes things look gorgeous. Cannot wait to play. Unfortunately, we we have to wait a year and a half. Cyberpunk came out, announced, or sorry, CD Projekt Red announced that Cyberpunk will release in April, and it will star Keanu Reeves. Most excellent. And Keanu came out on stage and interacted with fans. It was really nice. That got me extremely hyped. That's probably my second most hyped game to be at E3 other than Star Wars Fallen Jedi, or Jedi Fallen Order, excuse me. I mentioned Xbox purchased Double Fine. They will be publishing Psychonauts. It will still be on all platforms, though, like the Kickstarter had promised because that game was on Kickstarter before. Gears 5 will release on September 10th with a couple new modes. Uh, Fantasy Star Online is finally coming to the West and will be on PC and Xbox first. Uh, They're shooting for next spring. Uh, Got a new Battletoads trailer. It looks to keep some of its old 2D features, which is really awesome. Uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator is back with with hyper realistic 
graphics and settings, and uh, it seems to be updated by AI and, and uh, satellite imagery. We got a trailer for DBZ Kakarot, which is the new RPG that's coming out next year that will be focused on Goku's life. Uh, so you get to play as Goku in that RPG. Uh, the new game Outer Wilds, which is from Obsidian Entertainment and uh, you know Microsoft's new first-party studio, will come out in October, on the 25th of October, still for all systems. Blair Witch is still a thing, apparently, in getting a video game. Uh, some cool indies were shown off for the Xbox. One of them had this, like, uh, deer with, like, its antlers that light up and have, like, some kind of supernatural ability. That game looked cool. And what's this? Oh, yes, they showed off some more Star Wars footage, uh, this time with, like, an AT-AT kind of crawling up out of a lake, which was pretty fucking awesome. And yes, uh, Elden Ring was announced, which is the new game between George R.R. R. Martin and uh, From Software. And it looks to be like a extra violent um, take on uh, Lord of the Rings almost. But uh, gonna have a Japanese setting. Not a lot else could be t could really be gleamed from the, the cinematic trailer that was shown off. No gameplay, obviously. But it looks to be samurai-based almost. So Looks cool. I'm sure they were just showing off some of the main characters. Can't wait to hear more about that in the future. Uh, we also finally got the announcement of the Elite 2, or Elite Series 2 controller, which is uh, going to have a little bit more refinement capabilities. Uh, this time on the tr hairpin triggers, it will have three settings as opposed to two, like the, the, the original Elite controller. It will also, uh, you'll also be able to, to fine-tune the individual joysticks. It will have a couple different joysticks from the previous one and we'll have a built-in battery and also a, a built-in charging pack in the case and you can pre-order that now it looks gonna be it's gonna be one it's a uh, right now retails gonna be about 180 so 30 bucks more than the original elite controller and then finally some awesome news game pass ultimate uh was announced uh, they expanded it a bit so game pass is going to be on pc now uh, so xbox game pass on pc i think they it's in beta uh, they said it's going to have about 100 games when it f launches officially later in the year. But if you get a Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, you can sign up right now for a dollar. Uh, for 15 bucks a month, you will get Xbox Live, Xbox Game Pass on Xbox, and Xbox Game Pass on PC. So you'll have access to over 100 free games on both console and PC, which is pretty friggin' awesome, especially for only 15 bucks a month, and will include every Xbox Game Studio first-party game at launch. So if you don't really want to buy games anymore and you just want to spend 15 bucks a month, there you go. And that will include Halo next year. And the last bit of news here is that we finally got the announcement on what the second DLC will be for Forza Horizon 4. And building off the awesomeness that was the Hot Wheels expansion in Forza Horizon 3, we are getting Forza plus LEGO Speed Champions with Lego cars, all Lego setting. I can't fucking wait for that. That's for damn sure. That's out June 13th. So by the time you guys are listening to this podcast, that will be out and playable if you have Forza Horizon 4. If you've never played Forza Horizon 4 and you have Xbox Game Pass or think about getting Xbox Game Pass, definitely do it just for Forza Horizon 4 because that is a beautiful game, probably one of the best racing games you can play right now. And now it's going to have the added benefit of having a whole Lego section. So... That's a thing that you should definitely check out. But that was Microsoft's press conference. Uh, like I said, not a whole lot of gameplay shown off, even for Gears, surprisingly. And that game's out in three months. 
Uh, not a Gears fan, though, but I, I know a lot of people that are, so I know they're excited about that. It was fun to see what the Slip Space engine, the new engine for Halo, can really pull off. I still want to know more. Hopefully, either something at Gamescom will happen, or maybe when I go to Halo Outpost Discovery later in the year, which is like their little mini convention, they'll have some stuff on the new game. But as for right now, definitely wanting more. Can't wait for what's what's in store for the next Xbox. Little upset that Sony wasn't there to show off anything. Uh, maybe they don't have a lot to show off just yet, so that explains their absence. But moving on, uh, Bethesda was Sunday night. Um, the only reason I thought they were like my number three is they had some games that uh, looks re- that that look really interesting based off their cinematic trailers. Granted, that uh, they didn't show off any gameplay, but both of those were Ghostwire Tokyo and Deathloop. So I I, I want to know more about them, but. You know, trailers can only show off so much, but uh, Ghostwire Tokyo looks to be like as if Thanos' snap kind of happened, but with supernatural elements with like witches and shit in Tokyo. That looks really cool. Deathloop uh, is being made by um, the people that make Dishonored, and it's got this real sci-fi look to it. It had this ring with like a portal built into it and some people with assassination abilities. Uh, They looked like assassins, I should say. But again, it's just a trailer, so I don't know. Got new looks at Doom Eternal, which is just looks like pure chaos. That's out on November 22nd. Fallout 76 is finally getting NPCs, and we'll also be getting a Battle Royale mode coming later in the year. Bethesda is also testing a new streaming technology that will allow for, I guess, lower latency and won't require as much bandwidth or something from what I can see. I, I don't know. And the next thing... The last thing that Bethesda announced, they shut off more of Wolfenstein, the new one that's coming out next month in July, and also getting a Wolfenstein VR game. So you guys can be on the lookout for that. Uh, Then on Monday morning, Ubisoft had their press conference. Uh, Watch Dogs Legion was finally announced. It comes out next March. Uh, There will be no main character. You'll be able to play as uh, almost any NPC and recruit them to your team of hacking. And uh, the coolest one was this old woman named Helen who used to be an assassin. She's she's taken the internet by storm. Love the Watchdog games. Can't wait to see how things play out in a post-Brexit London in the near future. When uh, it's, it's pretty much Big Brother the game if you've played the other ones. Uh, they also announced a new game called Gods and Monsters, which was built off the Odyssey AC Odyssey engine by the AC Odyssey team. More cartoony, though, and you play a hero... For the gods, um, out next February, uh, so it's Greek mythology based. Roller Champions was announced. It looks like uh, essentially just Rocket League, but as a roller derby game. Uh, Rainbow Six Quarantine is a new expansion. I think they said that's coming to Siege. Uh, it's a three v three tactical PV- PvP mode. Uh, that's expected to drop early next year. I that's why I question if it's a Siege expansion or not or if it's a standalone game that that messaging wasn't entirely clear just dance 2020 is coming this year and still releasing on wii and i i said this last year too it's like there's still wii games in 2018 well it's 2019 now and there's still wii games and then ace uh, assassin's creed odyssey will be getting a story creator mode uh, where you can create your own story essentially and unfortunately like i predicted there was no new splinter cell unfortunately that's really shitty that's really shitty. Uh, but they also announced uh, Uplay Plus, which is a $15 a month subscription service that you'll have access to 100 Ubisoft games plus their DLC. And it will also be coming uh, to 
Google Stadia or Stadia in in 2020. That's a really steep price for Ubisoft games only, and it's only on PC. Yeah, Ubisoft's gonna have to rethink that model. Uh, then Monday night was Square Enix. Honestly, you should just like I said before, you just just, just call the Square Enix the the Final Fantasy company. Final Fantasy VII Remake is out next March. It will still be episodic, but it will fit on two Blu-ray discs. Final Fantasy VIII is getting a remaster. Uh, two classic RPGs are finally coming west, Romancing Saga and Saga Scarlet Grace, I think that's called. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles remaster is coming in this winter. Kingdom Hearts Three is getting DLC called Remind, also this winter. That, that trailer confused me because it didn't seem like anything was going on. Yeah, I, I don't... That trailer didn't clear up any questions. It just made more, as per usual. A new game called Outriders is coming from People Can Fly, who made uh, Bulletstorm, things like this. And obviously, the biggest letdown for Square was they finally showed off the trailer for um, their Avengers game. And uh, just a big pile of yawn there. That, That really soured me on that game, big time. Because... They seem to be taking too many cues from the MCU and didn't really distance themselves like what what happened with, with Spider-Man. And that's really upsetting to me. The other problem is is they look like discount the discount MCU Avengers. A lot of funny memes came out like literally minutes after that trailer dropped. And honestly, my hype for that game just evaporated. And I like Crystal Dynamics and what they've done. The first two... Uh, Tomb Raider games in the reboot trilogy were amazing and beautiful and gorgeous. And then for them to like crap this out, granted, I know the game's like coming out in a year and it's got a stellar voice cast headed by Nolan North as, as Iron Man, but damn it, did they not take a step back and maybe Eidos, Eidos Montreal did the brunt of the work because their, their track record on, on, um, graphics isn't great. I mean... The Deus Ex games have some really good graphics, don't get me wrong, but they they falter in some places, and I really, really, really hope that they figure out a way to fix some of that stuff between now and then, and I know they did say that they're listening to the fans, and hopefully they'll be able to make some changes, but granted, you don't need to listen to the fans all the time, but when the wind gets sucked out of the room because your game looks like shit, especially when you're trying to build off the end game hype and things like this, maybe it's time to start listening to fans. And obviously I talked about Nintendo a little while ago. I kind of jumped the gun there and uh, that that was E3. I just wanted to kind of go over all the announcements. Um, I'll have some more reactions next week on the show. Obviously we'll talk about more stuff that got announced during the week at E3. I just wanted to focus on what the press conferences had talked about and all the announcements that were made. Obviously, a lot of stuff is happening in the next year or so. 2020 looks to be, like, an amazing year for games. This fall is going to be heavily loaded with games. So, can't wait to go on that journey. Um, hopefully, next week, we might have a, a review of... We might have a review of uh, Men in Black International. I think I mentioned I didn't see Dark Phoenix because I was never really hyped on it to begin with. And doesn't look like it was getting hyped from a lot of other people either. We'll see how Men in Black turns out, though. And uh, that's it, really. Thank you guys for listening. It was our annual E3 announcement show, I guess you could say. We just kind of talked about what was announced. Obviously, I gave my feedback on some of the announcements. Uh, Like I said, I think Nintendo had the best showing so far. 
Can't wait to see what's coming from them. Obviously, Microsoft was up there, but didn't have a whole lot to show. Then again, none of the companies really did, and and, and we're kind of in that weird, odd year, which kind of explains Microsoft's show too, that next year all the big all the the two main big systems are coming out so we're we're kind of in that retro or not retro we're in that in between lame duck year where obviously companies are are making games for the current generation but they're also working on the next generation no word on if the dev kits are actually out for the next no word on if, if the dev kits are actually out in the wild but that's um that's my only thing and explains a lot and that's why Microsoft was actually kind of meh in their their show. It wasn't it wasn't um, a showstopper. It wasn't great. I, I like I mentioned before, but I just uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I can't wait to see what happens next year because they'll finally have actual competition to worry about. In my Sony should be ne- back next year at E3. Um, they'll have a lot more to show off in terms of the next console. Co- other companies will want to be showing off what they got going on for the next consoles. So, I, if anything, I can't wait for next year's E3. I wonder what's going to happen at Gamescom in August, which is the next biggest game conference. And then, of course, the Game Awards in December. But that's it. Thanks for coming to Nick's Nerd News. Thanks for listening. And uh, all, as always, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Nick's Nerd News. Check us out at nicksnerdnews.com, where you can find the links to all the social media, as well as links to all the show's pages on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Or you can listen to us right there in the browser. Thank you guys for coming. Catch you on the flip side. See you next week.